0: We spent the week breaking down all aspects of the Ole Miss versus Texas A&M game. Now, I will tell you why Ole Miss will win the game tomorrow. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast.
1: You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. Um, Great things to talk about today. We're going to tell you why we think Ole Miss is going to win the game. Also, thank you for the book from Stuart Stevens, who sent it back. I've displayed it prominently, and after the football season, I intend on reading it as well. So thank you very much, Stuart, for that. Um, Also, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code LOCKEDON, that's two words, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Also, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment below, and of course, upvote the video as well. So thank you very much for that. All right, so Ole Miss and Texas a and This is an interesting game. This is a Texas A&M team that was preseason ranked sixth. That is how people thought of this team going into the season. It has not gone well for them. They are a bum extra point from being two and five with wins over Sam Houston and Miami, a Miami team that, again, just like that Texas A&M team, preseason expectations weren't as good as we thought. So we are really close to the worst case scenario for Texas A&M. But... The players exist there that are the reason that this team was so highly thought of. So at any point in any game, these guys can rise up, play above their heads. Their best is going to be better than most teams' best. The problem is they can't seem to get there. Right now, this team is a decent defense. They mainly do stuff on... um. The defensive side of the ball and the pass defense, the run defense has not been good. They're about tenth or eleventh in the SEC, given 180 yards or so up a game, which is 16 yards above what Ole Miss has given up, by the way. Um, they've given up the above the season average to the number two rusher in the SEC, which is Arkansas, who they're averaging 240. I think they got 250 against A&M in a losing effort, and Alabama ran for like 280 or something like that. Um, Jameer Gibbs with the explosive plays. We all remember what that looked like against Arkansas. Um, but against AM, it was more Milrow and Gibbs and them just having to run the ball because you couldn't do the stuff because you didn't have Bryce Young. So that inflated potentially A&M's numbers, but it also, I, I, I don't know what to make of that game. So AM, it's a talented team. Lane Kiffin calls him the, well, a top five roster in college football. It's going to be real similar, honestly, to the talent level on the roster they saw last week. The difference is, offensively, this team is fairly challenged because while they are struggling at stopping the run, which is Ole Miss's strength, nobody will deny that. Ole Miss has been a running team and they're averaging north of 250 yards a game. Their running offense for Texas A&M is averaging about 110 yards a game, and Devin A. Chain is really about it in the running game. You have some stuff generally from Haynes King. There's stuff they're probably going to try, but if Ole Miss can tackle well and sure up things, this has the potential to look more like the Kentucky game than the LSU game. Because I know everybody's been freaking out this week and everything. Ole Miss 7-1, and they lost the game. Is this a systemic problem? We've all had those conversations. We all thought of things they could do better. That's just part of being a fan, right? Well, look at it like this. LSU has ran the ball fairly well all year. Better than um, pretty much anybody else on Ole Miss's schedule. Um, LSU has run the ball. The other teams that have tried to do what LSU did is Kentucky which ran for 113 yards against Ole Miss and averaged about 3.7 yards a carry. Vanderbilt, they averaged about 3.7 yards a carry, 120 yards. Auburn had a big day. They went for over 300 yards, but they had Tank Bigsby. And LSU used their system and, and attacked over and over. Brian Kelly's a good coach. He's going to find holes of what's going on. Ole Miss now can fix those holes. This is a team that is not as good as LSU, and I'm not – Saying they're not as talented, they're not as good. I don't think they're as good at this point as Ole Miss. Now, people are going to freak out over last week. They're going to overreact about the last result all the time in college sports. In all sports. It's You're only as good as your last resort result. And all of the season has been in an upward trajectory. Ole Miss hadn't lost to SEC games by or haven't, haven't lost SEC games, and they're winning SEC games by multiple scores, even with the holes that they seemingly have in the run game. A&M's not doing that. A&M um, got ran on against Appalachian State, and the way Appalachian State did this was being consistent to their run game. They would run the ball and gain four yards. They would run the ball and gain four yards. They'd run the ball and gain four yards, that's a first down. And they would do that over and over again. Joey I Joey Ike's um, yesterday talked about how teams get in third and two a lot against this AM team, and you're able just to stay on the field. AM has a problem getting off the field. Now, this is what you need to realize with all college football teams, because everybody wants to pick and choose and nitpick everything about your team. Every college team is flawed. Everyone has a fatal weakness. It's just a matter of if you can expose it. That's the reason there's usually one or two undefeated teams in a season, and that's about it. Somebody is going to figure out a way to do things that you do not do well. And that happened at LSU. This is the first game we talked about in the offseason having to ride the roller coaster with such a young team, such little experience. The first road game, real road game, that they have played was down in Tiger Stadium. And the atmosphere in the fourth quarter, whenever that momentum really turned, and after Jackson Dart the interception, it really turned and players could feel it. And it got away from them in the fourth quarter. And they kind of let go of the rope. Lesson learned. You cannot do that next time. This is all an experience-building thing. College Station is going to be difficult, although I think I saw a get-in price last night for $2. That's not, that's not a good look, um, particularly for Kyle Field at the moment either. But they're going to be up to pay, play. A top-15 team is coming into play. They do not want to lose to both Mississippi teams back-to-back years. I think that is the thing. When they're not playing Texas, that's the thing that they just can't handle. They're going to be somewhat up. They're going to play hard. So, understand that. Now, here's why I think that Ole Miss will win. And we're going to talk about, um, dig into this a little bit in the second segment. But Texas A&M's offense is Devin That That is the offense at the moment. They have Evan Stewart. They have Moose Muhammad. But that's about it. You have Haynes King at quarterback who's supposed to be a dual threat, but he hasn't really been that guy at this point. And because of that, 25 plays of the game, if you give the ball to Devin A. Chain 25 times Saturday against Ole Miss, you still have 35 to 45 plays that Haynes King has to do, a backup running back, something like that. And that is essentially an opportunity to not have your best player with the ball because they can't give it to him. He's already a special teams player, uh, kickoff returns and things like that. He's averaging like 29 yards per kickoff return. He's a good returner. He returned one back, I think against Appalachian State. But, when they're playing offensive football, there's only so much you can do. He's only human. He can't tote the rock 45 times in a game. He's a a slight guy, but he's a track guy. So if you're Texas A&M, you want to maximize the plays where he gets the ball. You need to get some work in the screen game. You need to do whatever you can do to get um, him into space. From Joey Ikes, he talked about how Devon A. Chain does a really good job on the outside zone because he's so fast and he has a knack for getting to the edge. This is all stuff that Ole Miss needs to be concerned about. But still only going to be 20 to 25 plays in a game. The rest of the plays is going to determine who wins this game. Period. Period. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest way to spice up college football this season. Go to the Underdog website, create an account, you know, look at the different pick 'em choices for your team each week. You know, in the Syracuse-Clemson game last week, you know, would you have taken Sean Tucker for less than 93 and a half yards? Um or a Rondé Gadston in that game to go over 66.5, or higher than 66.5. That's what you kind of do. It's easy to play in available over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, not just Ole Miss Rebels, and decide whether or not they'll finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy games to play out there, and you can win cold, hard cash doing it. So sign up with promo code locked on one word. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit 100 bucks, get 100 bucks free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on one word. Get on on the college football pick 'em action today. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Do us a favor on iTunes and Spotify. Five-star review. You can say whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's a five-star review. That'll help people that are looking in the Google machine, looking for an Ole Miss podcast, find the show. We'll come up front and center. So thank you very much for that. All right, in the first segment, we did a little bit of an analytical breakdown of the Texas A&M run game and a little bit their run defense. And, and this is going to be the major key in this football game to me. Ole Miss is number one in the SEC in rushing. Texas a and is 10th, in between like Vanderbilt and Kentucky. So that that's what you're looking at, that round. If you remember how they ran the ball, I think Ole Miss should be able to handle this similarly. Now, AM They're due for a breakout. They're going to play well against the team. And they could absolutely have the talent to beat Ole Miss Saturday. Let me say that. They have the talent to win the game. I don't think they will. I don't think they come out. The odds aren't good with the sample size we have gotten through them through seven games this season. So, I think it all comes back to this. This is the number one reason I think Ole Miss wins the game. Ole Miss has two elite running backs in the backfield. They can account for 50 snaps. If Ole Miss runs them, that's 50 touches in a game. I figure this game is going to have anywhere between 65 and 75 snaps in it. I think AM's going to play kind of slow. That's going to slow Ole Miss down as well. So 55 and six, or 65 and 75. Well, 50 of those snaps could be Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans if Zach Evans plays. And I think Zach Evans is going to play. If he doesn't, you know, all bets are off because it becomes an even thing between... Quinshawn Judkins, and um, Devon A. So, in a situation where they both play, you're looking at 50 snaps in the game versus 25 snaps in the game. So, it's you can have your best players with the ball in their hand, 50 snaps in a game. A M can have their best player with the ball in their hand, 25 snaps in a game. I think that is the reason Ole Miss is going to win the game. I think the running backs at the end of the game will be a little bit fresher. I think Jackson Dart, over the last couple of weeks, has played relatively well. Even in that loss in LSU, he threw that pick. That wasn't his fault. He got hit. That messed up the trajectory of a flight. and They picked off the ball in the end zone. And also against the Auburn, it was a dropped pass. It, it, it was Neither one of them was his fault over the last two weeks. I think that LSU game was a little bit of a wake-up call, and I think there's probably a little bit of focus this week in the Ole Miss practice. I think Ole Miss is going to win this game running the football, and they're going to power run this football. I don't know exactly how a is going to try to stop it. They run a similar defensive scheme than we do, a little bit of the DJ Durkin stuff that um, he liked to run. Uh, but they run a similar style defense that side and they have trouble stopping to run as well. That's that's the way you attack that defense as running the football. Now we'll see how that goes. If Ole Miss can tackle, if they can fit gaps, if they don't try to be too cute at times, I think they can do that. Um, they'll be in pretty good shape this this weekend. Ole Miss right now is only a one and a half point favorite. It's basically a money line pick. If you think Ole Miss is going to win the game, you might as well take Ole Miss. If you think Texas A and is going to win the game, you should take A and M. Um, because that's just the way it's going to flow. It's just a one-point game at this point in a situation where Ole Miss can win and not cover, you know. So other than that, you, j- you just take the other, you know, you'll be all right. So I'm pretty fired up about this game. I understand in the fan base they they were hit in the mouth over the weekend. I get that. And I I do football a little bit different than everybody else does. And because of that, you see what you have before you. Um, that, that is the way I handle this. I'm going to be really honest. I, I'm fairly confident in Ole Miss in this game. Now, like I said, A&M has the talent to pop up and beat Ole Miss. Not saying they don't. And I think A&M is going to run the ball in the B gaps and try to victimize Ole Miss when they get, and Ole Miss gets an exotic fronts. That's something I think people have seen on film, and I think that's what um, they will do with Devin A. Chang. The key for him, I think, would be clogging that middle and just spilling him to the sideline over and over and over again and using your defensive secondary speed to not allow him to turn the corner. I think that's the key in this game. If, If Devin A. Chang can run up the middle, just straight up the gut, which we saw last week, and just get five yards a pop, Ole Miss might be in a little bit of trouble. Because the way I see it is if Devin A. Chang gets between 90 and 120 yards, Ole Miss is going to be fine. Just a normal good day by a running back and Ole Miss will be fine. What they need to avoid, and this is a super key to this game, is Devin A. Chang going off. If he goes off, 190 yards, three touchdowns, like they could get squirrely. For Ole Miss, so play a good game, do your responsibilities, play confidently, and it's important that confidence happens, even within the fan base. Confidence is absolutely a necessity; it can't be shaken. When it can't, when it does that, it plays right into the people's hands that want it shaken. So it can't be shaken, and that's the reason. Another reason I am the way I am. So. Understand this. We have Kara McCutcheon coming up in just a little bit. She's going to talk about the A&M game. She is um, fairly close to College Station. Um, So we'll see what Kara has to say about the game. But it's a lot of stuff. I predicted um, like 34-27. And everybody's like, well, A&M hadn't scored 27 all year other than Sam Houston State. And, yeah, that's absolutely true. But Auburn hadn't scored 34 either and Auburn was the second-worst scoring offense in the league. So I think a and going to score a little bit um, Saturday. I, I Might not. I don't know. But I'm going to err on that side. So I'm thinking 34-27. I'm thinking Zach Evans and Quenchon Judkins have a couple of touchdowns and 100 yards apiece. Ole Miss ends up running for north of 250 in this game. That That is my prediction for what happens. So – Stick around. We're going to have Kara McCutcheon, and she's going to talk all about all things Ole Miss right after this. Stick around. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, so do us a favor. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation below by commenting and upvoting the video, if you would. I'm here with Kara McCutcheon, her weekly spot on Ole Miss sports. How are you doing, Kara?
1: Doing good. Happy
0: to be back this week. Yeah, seriously. It wasn't wasn't exactly a fun week. It was just, you know, it was kind of a football game. I told people before the season started, it's like this, even though these are talented players, you're going to have to ride the roller coaster a little bit. There's going to be games that slip away. There's going to be ups and downs and ebbs and flows that happens. And you have to be prepared for that. And I am wondering if some of the fan base was prepared for that.
1: You know, I think we have some fans, um, that almost cheer for us to lose so they can feel right more than they care about what's actually happening on the field. Like Mm -hmm. there are a group of them that I think truly want us to lose just so they feel right about the program and not so much that they're really interested in what's happening in the program. The Randy Quaid's is what I like to call them. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, you gotta you have a situation. The team's seven and one. Like the the up and down's gonna happen. They just lost a football game at Tiger Stadium. It was the first road game for real road game for many of these players. And you, you bounce off of that and all of a sudden you turn it on Monday and people are talking about the game and the team, like this is a three and five team with nothing to play for, and everything's gonna go wrong. And it was like, I think you're absolutely right. I think I think people want to go negative when it goes to sports because eventually they will be right. Because in sports, you're going to have a bad team. You're going to lose. You get to be right. That is a guarantee. But if you go the other way and you do the win thing and you're ready, you know, you have confidence about what's going on, they have trouble, I guess, dealing with it maybe as managing expectations. I'm a little bit of a different fan when it comes to um, Ole Miss football and football in general. I'm I'm so quick to move on. Even if Ole Miss would have beaten LSU by Monday, I would have been upset that I had to do the three takeaway show because I wanted to move on to A&M. And the same thing happens after a loss. I don't dwell. Um, some people, I think, lets it dwell, and they just think back about what could have been, and
1: yeah. well, I, this, I have very, I very little patience for that. Well, I saw this thing on Twitter of somebody. It was an Ole Miss account. Um, I don't – I'm not – not saying who it is because of anything, I really don't remember who it was, hmm. but the post in itself said something along the lines of, don't quit on this team, don't quit on these guys, you know, show up, watch, like, whatever. And I thought, who is giving up after one yeah. loss? Like, maybe, like, if you are that person, like, please do leave, like, we don't need you, we'll be fine, <laughs> like, like, if you, if you, and I love that we are old Missers, but I grew up also, I've been 36 years, like, hmm. with old Miss. Okay. Like if you're not looking at bigger picture of where this program is, like, that's just like, you're just wanting that you want, you don't want to release the, we are Ole Miss feeling. You want that to happen. Like you don't want to get excited about where things are. There were so many people coming into this season that told me Jackson Dart wasn't that great because of the spring game that, um, we lost our, uh, coordinators. We weren't going to be good. Um, what else did I get old? Uh, oh, just everything. Um, it's hard to have a transfer portal team because mm-hmm. they're not going to want play together. There's locker room problems. Um, Lane's going to leave. He doesn't want to be there. I mean, all the stuff that's out there and nobody, I don't care if anyone wants to talk about our schedule or not, not one person said even with our schedule, we'd be seven and one. They mm-hmm. all told me we were going to lose to Kentucky. They all told me we were going to possibly lose to Bandy. Oh, we were never going to make it past like – even the first four games, Tulsa. I was told we were going to lose to Tulsa. Like we have gone so far through that. Like, you know, so like there's so much happening. There's so much going on. Like this team is special. We had one bad game. That's okay. You know, breast. it, it happens. It's football. Yeah. I think some of the good things about that was, I love that we were in Baton Rouge for the fact that A&M now they've done it. So going into A&M is going to be really nothing for them because they experienced that hostile environment. They've played in it. That's done. So they they now have this week to prepare and say, okay, we didn't actually do too bad in a sense of like false starts or things we couldn't get going because, you know, we were, it was so loud and we couldn't get plays in. Like they kind of experienced that. So, um, you know, I think as far as where this team is heading and where we're going, um, you know, I'm ecstatic. I'm excited for the program um, and I'm really excited for this game against A&M. Yeah.
0: And we'll talk about this A&M game because if Ole Miss can get past this A&M, get a W, it doesn't matter if it's by one point or 40 point. If they can get past this game, that sets up the biggest game to be played in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium since 2003. And you've got two weeks to get ready for it. That, that is on the table, and I don't think people are realizing that that's even a possibility. That, that can happen. But first, you have to take care of business in College Station. If Ole Miss would have beaten LSU on Saturday this would have been the mother of all trap games. Now as it is, it's kind of a get right game. And uh, I saw you posting on Twitter and in our spaces talking about Texas A&M and their run defense deficiencies. I started posting a little bit about that today. If you could talk about that for a bit.
1: So if you actually look at our day, everyone loves to talk about the defense at Texas A&M and how great they are. Well, yeah, because what else is good right now at Texas A&M? So, of course, we're going to talk about the only thing that's decent. But if you look at them and you really explore the numbers and you really like get and dig deep, they are amazing against the pass. They are a great red zone defense. They are not good at the rush. They are 102nd ranked in as a rush defense. Like. Um, the thing is, and I know people—you could say, "Oh, well, if they get shot, if we have Evans, we have that. We don't have just one really great, you know, running back and one decent one. We have two really great running backs. We have a quarterback that's really good on the ground." We have we have such a ground attack and yes, you'll we'll have to go to the air. Yes, we'll have to do some of that. But I'm like, it won't be every drive that we're just running over them for all my people are like freaking out because I sound like a homer. Like, but we have so much more advantage on the ground in our offense than what this defense has shown. If you look at them against Alabama, you look at them against all these other, they have given up, I think on the ground about 180 yards a game. Um, Our guys are averaging together between the two of them about a combined 190. Uh, We got 19 touchdowns between uh, Kujan and Zach throughout the year on the ground. That's just on the ground. So um, our ground game could really help us get out in the open, or what Lane will do is kind of what he did against uh, LSU. He's going to come out um, with dart throwing to kind of open up for the run um, and get him off base because they're going to definitely be preparing for that. They're going to be preparing for the ground game. So um, I'm interested to see what's going to shake out here, but I think we're pretty, we have a pretty good talent wise there against what their, their weakness is.
0: Yeah. And um, they've played Arkansas who's second in the sec in the run, Arkansas exceeded their season average in that game, Alabama, who is fourth, fourth in the run, they exceeded their season average in that game as well. They ran for like 286 yards. Now, if Ole Miss has a game like that where they run for close to 300 yards, this game is over. It, it, it's it, it's not even there. It was over against Alabama. The only reason A&M was in it is because Jalen Milrow kept dropping the ball on the ground. Uh, but this is an A&M team that has some problems. They, I put some stats out today. Like, they have trouble pass blocking. The quarterback is under pressure like the most percentage of times in drop-back situations compared to the rest of the conference. Um the yards um, after contact Devin A chain for whatever reason he goes down fairly easily he's pretty good but when you look at this game in this and this video today i did a thing where it's like hey this game is going to be about 65 to 75 plays each team's going to have about 65 to 75 plays devin a chain the most he can get is 25 if you contain those 25 the fit, the next 50 Is what the Ole Miss defense is up against. Not up against David O'Chain, they're up against the rest of them. If you look at the other side of the ball, Ole Miss can, Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans, that's 50 plays of running the ball, of giving the ball to their best players. And I think that that can just overwhelm a team from time to time. And I think that there's a chance, there's a greater chance that Ole Miss blows this game out then Texas A&M comfortably wins this game, I think, if you just look at the analytics of it all.
1: Right. So I think all the – you know, I know a lot of people are going to focus in on all the the behind-the-scenes stuff. And to me personally, that is great to troll people on Twitter with. It does not matter to this game. And I I really think people need to understand that. When people say, oh, the locker room problems are going to – they're just quitting. That Athletes, I'm sorry, they don't really as a collective think that way um that's not going to be a case in most light like, in most of the time they're not going to drop this game to get Jimbo out of there um the locker room stuff is so much fun just to like poke at you know and, and upset Aggie fans but so I think I don't really look at that when I'm thinking about the team and where they are um I'm sure Durkin is going to be prepared um if you n- remember last year they had a heavy run with Spiller and H8 and you know Durkin you know, came at the spiller and basically shut him down. So I I, I am well, like, no, the Durkin's going to be prepared for us. I just think if you look at the full game and you look at how long, I don't think they'll be able to stand up with us. And once, if we can please make adjustments this week um, and get those in going, we're I I still see us winning this game, whether it's by two, one, whatever. Um, I, I just see us winning this game. I, I think we are – going to come out with the number eight.
0: Yeah, if people are looking for keys in this game, if AM starts having three and outs, that's one thing. But if they start stringing together first downs, now they're going to get some, that that happens mm-hmm. all the time. But if they can do a slow, methodical drive, real similar to what Vandy did, that's probably the A&M path moving forward in this game, is to have a drive like that. Don't you think, Kara?
1: Yeah, and I think also too, if you think mindset, um, you know we're bowl eligible. That should not be the reason to not win games. But these guys are still fighting for a season, right? Like they're still fighting for a postseason. Oh, they're they're not close to get. They, you know, if they want a bowl or they want to win at least six games, like they're behind there right now. So, um, they're gonna come at us. It's also at home. I think this is actually their first conference game at home this season.
0: Yeah, because so the Arkansas game was in Dallas.
1: Game. and so they're they're gonna want They're gonna have some good plays. Where, you know, Haynes, uh, he stepped up and he played well against Alabama. He stepped up and he played well even last week. Gosh, they had like a 498 yards total last week and still lost that game. I'm sorry, 398 yards total last week and still lost that game to South Carolina. So they're going to have plays. They're they're going to get stuff in. They're going to score. We just have to be able to maintain what we're doing. We have to maintain um, defense, um, I hope we if we are in zone the zone doesn't have to be so wide um you know so um i think they need to know.
0: populate the box in this game yeah. this is this is not a game for a light box it, go up and challenge them um make them have to beat you anyway in this game what is your score prediction
1: ah uh, so i've gone back and forth um so i think i went a little low obviously last week. but i think i'm going to stay there i'm going to give AM some credit i'm thinking i'm going to go about 28 24
0: I'm going with 34-27, which would be high for an A&M offensive output. But I just think this game is going to look more like Auburn than like Kentucky, potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Ole Miss is going to win the game. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the most big to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today. Today available on the App Store, um, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Kara, thank you very much for coming on today. Um, Get ready. I guess are you going to the game Saturday? Real quick.
1: No, I actually have to be out of town, so I'm I'm gonna miss this one.
0: Okay. Well. I think the get-in price was two bucks. something like that was going around online. It was two dollars to get in. So they're not they're not handling things very well in Aggie Land. I think
1: moment. somebody actually trolled that. I think it's like they forgot a zero or something. Like I think that turned out to be a joke, but it's still funny.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we will um, see you next week, or um, and you have a good one, man. Okay. You too. Hadi Tadi. Hadi Tadi.